what up? James here with the New Path Podcast. This is episode number two. Um, we got guests on, Nick Cazone. He was on the first one, one of our fighters and one of our up-and-coming guys. Um, very happy now to have Ryan Dodge on the podcast. Um, fighting this Friday for Total Fight Challenge. He's an orange belt of the Bang Muay Thai system. Um, he's done Taekwondo. His brother's actually an accomplished Taekwondo practitioner. So very happy to have him uh, part of the squad. And we're going to kind of go over some things. So, you know, Ryan, why don't you introduce yourself? Let got, uh, people know what you got coming up with this fight. Yeah, I mean, this is just one of many that's coming up. Obviously, just love to enjoy every moment I have in the cage and just enjoy it all. I think uh, I'm going to bring in a lot of unexpected um just any uh, you know, unexpected movement that that's not normal in the in the Muay Thai cage and I'd like to just like I said just have a good time and, and have fun in there you're already one and oh in Muay Thai yeah yeah can you talk about a little bit about your last event yeah um it's definitely something to to, to look over a lot of the fights I I know that you know of course when you watch a fight you want to be able to see what you can look after and see what you can better improve on but that was just a little bit of everything I mean I was throwing some martial art kicks to to weird clenches to, to just I was zoned out and I was in the cage. I mean, I could tell that even towards the third third round, I actually started listening a little bit and I was like, <laughs> oh shoot, I need to. I was so into it, so focused. I was just picking off left and right and see. No, what I was dude, doing. you were totally listening to everything. <laughs> but um, it was hilarious. Two things happened that were that were interesting for me. One was the conversation with Damien. <laughs> so right before we even went out there. Um, Dame's like, you need to tell, you need to tell him not to do anything crazy. What do you, what do you normally do? I'm like, nah, you know, I'm like, I trust Ryan. He's not going to do anything super crazy. Right out the gate, tornado <laughs> kick lands perfectly. And then you land like another two or three combos after I'm like, oh no, we're going to have to tell this man next time a little prep talk. Nah, dude, you did great. I That's mean. That's definitely one for the books, I would say. Definitely. Dude, That's what I'm very fun. proud of. Um, what's a little bit about your background, man? Martial arts size. Um, I started doing martial arts when I was 15. Obviously, when I was smaller, it, it ran in the family. Uh, surrounded by martial arts, like my brother, he was a, a black belt at the age of around 11, 12. He was into it, and uh, my great uncle actually in New York, he owns a dojang, and uh, he's an eighth degree black belt. I remember as a kid, me and my brother would always go there, mess around, have fun. I was always the kind of kid in the side that would like watching it. I was more of a watcher, not really a doer. But um, yeah, like I said, once I turned 15, I decided to, to open the door and turn the switch and I was, I was kind of, I wanted, I wanted to start getting into it and it, it all started with um, um, this organization that, that my uh, uh, Pastor Sam, uh, a guy, uh, a very well known guy that, 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 uh, that I've known for a very long time that was actually instructing my brother on the side with the martial arts and he started an organization um, with, with um, with, with their martial arts and, and they're continuing through that and I think it's, it's very interesting and, and cool because we, it started off in a little rental building with with uh, four kids and, and a handful of adults to down to four people and now they move locations and there's more than 30 people you know, there's people showing up every day and, and they're growing huh? yeah very growing and then I'd say after I turned 16 after being there for a year I found out about you guys you're still young too you're what only yeah, 18 yeah now? I'm just I just turned 18 yeah so I'm still I'm still I still got a lot of potential. That's what a lot of guys say to me, but I'm, I'm very willing to learn and I'm always ready to learn. Whether I'm 18 or 38, I'm definitely open to just because there's so much out there that I'd love to learn. I know that I'm never going to learn everything because there's just the more the more that you know, the more you realize you don't know. 
Yeah. And I think that it definitely puts uh, puts a lot into play. That's always going to happen fun. because you're always going to change how you either are training, how you're approaching it, or you might even figure out like a little tweak of something. Like, dude, you see me. I, I'll sit there and teach you guys like a kick or something I've been doing forever. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit, you know, try this. Maybe I should move that. And then we start playing with it. And it's kind of neat for me because like both you guys, uh, you and Nick, you guys, like both your families do martial arts, you know, like your dad's all about it, Nick, and then your dad's all about it. Um, what do you got going, Nick, for TFC? You're a week out now. now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Um, I'm ready, man. I just can't wait. Just can't wait to see me and Ryan. I'm just excited to see Ryan. You know, we've been training together, doing a lot together, and uh, both getting better, and I'm excited to see... Uh, I'm excited to get in there and uh, see what it's about. Yeah, so, yeah. I felt your kicks, so I'm sure that, <laughs> yeah, that guy will be that guy yeah. will be feeling just as bad as I am. Going all the ways, trust me. I I'll, I'll let him know how to time. Like, hey man, his kicks, <laughs> nothing to mess with. Just let you know. Dude, he's been getting the muds up to the head, like just natural. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting because you know you both play similar tools, but it's it's totally different timing situations. Oh yes, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and yeah. and it's cool because. Like you say, you both are putting in a lot of work, and it kind of reminds me a lot of, like, Aldo and Baral-type mindset. You know, you guys are both in that same weight class. And, I mean, Ryan, you did phenomenal, dude. Your last fight, 1-0 for Ferrang fights out in Indiana. When was that, September 1st? Back last September? Yeah, yeah, right? September 1st. Fought a grown-ass man. Dude was 23. <laughs> you know, guys has some... Yeah, but I could put my hand on his, on his head, and he couldn't even reach me. So, <laughs> it was weird to see a, a guy, again, a 125 is it's a whole different ballpark. It's... It's a whole new game, but like you said, when I when I found out I was fighting a 23 year old Vince Falando, uh, Falando I was like, 23? Uh, <laughs> sure about that? That guy's uh, five years old. <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I wasn't even 18 at the time. Yeah, though, I wasn't even an adult yet. So it was a whole new experience for me. Didn't even know what I was getting myself into, but you know, one fight goes a long way. Yeah. What was your big takeaway from that fight? Um, that you think would be useful going into this one? Eat good. <laughs> 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 Prepare myself. Um, I was definitely. I think every single thing that could have went wrong went wrong that day for me. But at the end of the day, I walked in that ring and all the Warriors went aside. I was so focused. And again, like I said, from getting there and, and and not knowing what was going on, we didn't realize that we were going to be that the fight we had we had to show up beforehand to get the physical checked out to to getting the glove work ready and getting everything padded up. And it, it just seemed like everything was chaotic and we almost weren't even able to fight. But I mean, once everything started, we were in the cage. It was. You know, it's some, it's definitely something to remember from that fight, but yeah. I, I would definitely take away, especially with you becoming your first fight, Nick. Yeah. This is this is definitely something that, that you definitely want to remember as a first fight. First time for everything, but it's always the first that, that you get to enjoy the most, and it's the start, yeah. start of something new yeah, exactly. that, that you can progress from. And, and how there, there, when you open the door, there's, there's so many paths you can take, and this is that door that you get to work with. Open yeah. And check this out. It's a whole and it really thing. is. It's one of those those things where like you both you both want to go pro, which is which is yeah. really cool because um, we talked about it last time with uh, Nick. You know, you guys are on the same kind of trajectory. Fight a few years doing Muay Thai, get used to doing, uh, get your striking, but still you know implement some ground stuff, and then eventually dev, uh, delve into like MMA. Which is good because there ain't a lot of money in kickboxing right now. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of be kind of be perfect. Yeah, I would definitely say that. I. I never really. I've always known that kickboxing wasn't really a, uh, and it, it, it's it's had its its ups and downs throughout throughout the years. But I would definitely say that uh, 
especially going through, it, it's something that definitely interests me. And I see a lot of kickboxers and a lot of Muay Thai today, and I see the basic and the normal, you know, chin down, arms up, the sway motion, just kick, kick, kick. And I've always felt like, I got I to gotta do something about this for I got to change something up. I mean, I've always felt the feeling that I, I have something different in me that I want to be able to share with people and, and show them what it is that I can bring to the sport. So I've, I've definitely had it. And like you said, it's, it's definitely, you know, a long ways from, like you say, I want to go pro and I want to, I want to get all these wins. And, but at the end of the day, I just want to be able to, to see myself better in, in, in what I know I can do. I just want to be able to More see myself progress. More the martial arts yes. side versus like the yeah. fighter side and, of and it. And definitely in life in yeah. general. This is something that I can definitely see myself getting uh, more into and, and benefiting me not just in, in the physical side but emotional and, and mental too. It's definitely something that I, I can see that getting involved in. Yeah, it's very important, man. And if you do it right, which you, there shouldn't be any other way to do it, you do it right, you're going you're gonna to hit that success pattern correctly, yeah. you know? And that's what you did with that last fight. You put a lot of effort in. I mean, even your parents, you know, they were like, hey, you know, he's, he's at home kicking the hell out of this bag. He's throwing punches. <laughs> he's working on the things. Um, and it was kind of cool because, you know, for me, for me as a coach, you know, my only thing is, is I want competency. You guys have been around me for a while now, you know, and uh, you're both orange belts under me um, for the Bang Boy Thai system and stuff. Um, You've both been with me for a good little amount of time. And, you know, to have your parents both be kind of, you know, they're, they're hip to martial arts. They know what's up. And to have them both come in on sessions and then see the improvement on you guys, mm -hmm. you know, to be confident. And then, you know, shit, the, the, the proof's in the pudding and watching you guys move. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, and that's what you want to do. You want to take everything that you're doing, and we talk about all the time, you got to be able to do it. At a 7-Eleven, you got to be able to do it in a cage, <laughs> no matter what, right? Same way, yeah. same way, that same confidence. It's just minor adjustments, right? And some people don't go out there and try to have a strategy or a methodology to why they're doing what they're doing. And if you guys uh, approach it in a martial arts mindset, kind of like you guys are now, and uh, you start checking off on the list exactly what you need to do to get better at these skill sets, how do you fail? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, that's been the big thing uh, we've worked on all year is just getting that up. And, yeah. you know, we got a strong roster of dudes coming out. So, you know, and it started with you two. Um, you kind of see our agenda now. You know, now you guys, what, you both want five fights, I think, this year? Kind of what you're going for, you know? And that'd be, that'd be good for Muay Thai. You go out and, you know, kill it. And then make those changes. Kill it and make those changes. And then eventually, your game starts to kind of flow and come out. And you both do, man. You both move uniquely. And you, when you watch you guys move with uh, guest uh, fighters when they come in, when you got you guys move with the other guys that may have been out maneuvering you X amount of months ago, but now you're completely speed chesting them mm -hmm. on, on the movements and tactics, right? It's impressive, you know. And it's cool for me. Like I said, it... it makes me feel good because it's kind of like, you know, I pay attention to a lot of the really good guys in the game. You know, I've been fortunate that I'm in the Bang Muay Thai system under Dwayne Ludwig. I've uh, been under Bill Birch. I've been under uh, uh, Mike Taylor. I've been under uh, Ozzy Mitchell out here in Joliet. I've been under Master Quan, uh, Dan Allstott, a lot of really good coaches. And then I've had access, uh, even in my jiu-jitsu, two good guys, you know, I've had access to Chris Herzog, you know, Scott Epstein, uh, Danny Procopos, uh, Omar Ocasio, you know, tons and tons of really good guys, and there's so many more, you know what I mean, oh, so yeah. many more, and you take the information, and all you can really hope for is, like, 
everybody can take that same information and actualize it in whatever way that they're trying to do. Yeah. And the only way to do it is not to bullshit the process. And neither one of you have. And that's the difference, I think, in being a martial artist and being a professional about what you're trying to do. You know, so if your kicks suck, you fix it. It's not just like, oh, well, it'll get better in time as a byproduct of you just doing a bunch. You guys hone your skills. Yeah, you know, I like, agree. You know, your hook. Yeah. We were talking about that yeah, hook, and then you're home, like, man, it's just eating me, right? Yeah, on the bag, right when I got home, like, trying to, trying to <laughs> right night, and I started getting better at it, too. I think right. I had yeah, a few times, I think, yeah, when we were sparring, I think I was... But that's what it is, too. It's it's not picking something up and putting it down. Yeah. And that's what a lot of guys do. Like, even after your fight, Ryan, I mean, you were right back in. Yeah. You were right back in. I, I didn't think you were <laughs> to, off To that. be fairly honest, to, to take away from that fight, I mean, I could have could have played a little smarter afterwards, you know. You got to have my, my junk food and, and all that. But definitely after this next fight, I'm, I, I've learned from that last one to, to play it much smarter with, with jumping back into it and being more consistent. Because I think that when it comes to fighting, with any sport, really, Consistency is definitely one of the, the top things to look at. What's the big thing you things? made? Uh, what's your dietary change? Oh, geez. Well, coming from uh, a sport cross country where basically anything that you could find in your fridge was uh, something that you uh, you should consume <laughs> after your workout was was definitely the priority. It was it was hard to to cut weight or to manage because it was it was a very new uh, game to me. So where I used to eat 6,000 calories a day, just eating after long mileage of runs, turned into, okay, I have my fight coming up, I only can only limit 2,000 calories. And it was still good food, but to limit the amount of food that I can eat was just very traumatic on me. But a lot of it is really just mind games. It's all mental. Because at the end of the day, when you, when you put all that work in and you put everything in, you think about it, I'm not really, I'm not really worrying about the fight so much is, is the food. It, it really takes over if you don't focus on what's really... And how many miles do you run in a day? Oh, I'd say a good 10 to 12. Damn, yeah. Right. Just that, mean, that's like, high school track for you. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Like, our, our, me and Nick's runs are like your warm-ups. Yeah, that's yeah. nothing. <laughs> 6,000 calories. You guys joking about it at the gym, too? They were saying, oh, yeah, we just had our two, three-mile run, and I'm like, yeah, I did 12. You know, They're like, oh, yeah, 12. Ooh, they'll make it fun of me and stuff. I'm Nobody like, wants to ever invite you on the run. <laughs> yeah, I'm good on that. You guys bike, I'll run today. No, it's... walking for a while. Like I said, it was definitely a change, because track and cross-country, they do very well together, especially with the conditioning part. I mean, they both... Nothing could go better than, than running and, and kickboxing. Hell, if you're always kickboxing, you're always kicking and kicking, you're, you're doing, you know, repetitions, running always builds that muscle, and the same muscles. Unless you're competing in kickboxing, I would say that's the only thing that would probably propel both of them in the opposite directions. And that's only because of the fact that you can't consume calories. And when you're running, it makes, cutting, cutting food would have to be making your workout twice as harder, just because you're not getting the right nutrients and everything you need in you, so... To balance both that was very difficult this time around, but I think I've done it enough, and I'm very confident enough to know that I did it the right way, and heck, I'm just excited. It's one day at a time. These, these days are going by so slow. Uh, I can't <laughs> the, wait the day until from, Thursday, just so weigh in. Yeah. I'm waking up in the morning sometimes, I'm just staring at the clock. Like, Could you man. speed up? <laughs> I want this fight. school, too. Yeah. Oh, geez. Talk about schedule. Yeah, I just had a quit my job recently just so I could have time on weekends to 
to get everything done for school. And even then, with school, I have track afterwards, and then just kickboxing. So it's there's never Shit. never uh, rest days. The rest days are the days that I I get to sleep. I this say. is your last year too, right? Yeah, it's my last year. I get to finish high school. What's your game plan after school? Um, obviously during summer, I'll be seeing a lot of family and uh, getting all that aside and having a summer job probably in the city because my dad's been helping me out with that. My dad and my mom have been very supportive with all the choices that I've made. You know, from starting kickboxing to don't be the punching bag to don't hurt anyone too bad at the gym probably a good year later, but they've always had my back with that stuff. And I think with, with college, it's, I want to stay very firm and solid with college and, and keep that going, but have that mend with kickboxing. I want to be able to tie both together and see what I can get out of that. We well, kind of need beneficial. both. You know, I think a lot of guys, they... Um, they don't try to have a career. Like, look at me. I'm not. Uh-huh. I got some skill sets, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like, I you could choke a dude out whenever you, you want. Know, <laughs> if I was trying to fight, it would be even worse. You know what I mean? So, like, most of these guys, um, you know, their success is working a good job or something like that. Uh-huh. And, you know, and like you're young, so you know you can kind of get away with doing both. And you know, long. What are you? What are you trying to go to school for? You right now, I'm going out? for accounting and finance. Oh. Something with the accounting. My grandpa was actually in accounting when he was. When he was younger, so like the numbers, huh? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going numbers. I realized that when I was at work, that it's like I'm doing my GM's job. I should be, mm-hmm. I should be getting into accounting. I love numbers. I love everything about it. So, shit, that's marketing. That's really good. Price marketing, floors, equilibriums. Did you figure out school yet? Did you get a plan? I'm just kind of going day by day. I mean, obviously, I'm I am planning ahead. Joy. But it's not very specific. Um, points of, of, of what I want to do in the future. It's just I have a, a bigger picture of what it is I want to do, and then I'll see where it works from there. But I kind of feel like I don't I don't like the uh, the whole you know I'm surrounded by a lot of people at my school where it's always I'm going to college here, I'm going to college there, and I want the college experience, and I'm gonna work twice as hard to do all these AP classes and get everything through. And I feel like it's just. It, I feel like people are missing the point of, of, of life. And of course, everyone has their own uh, perspective on life. But at, at the end of the day, whether you, you want to make the most money and retire early or whether you want to just live a good college life or you want to have a good family, I feel like just having fun is, is, is the best to get out of life, is to be able to know that you can look back and say that it was all worth it and that, and that I had a great time. So I want to be able to, and I got off track there a little bit with, with life, but... No, that's dude, just that's how just I so- that, that's how I see my life, and some people like in, in my family or friends could say could say, not that any of them have said this, but they could say that oh maybe kickboxing is a career. It seems like a waste. You know, you should be doing this, but I don't see it as a specific uh, point as oh for money or for for fame or whatever the, the case is. It's, yeah. it's to me, it's it's what I love doing, and I, if I love doing it, I could be doing it for years and years. Way to express yourself. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely something I could see myself progressing. I think that's all that matters in life. And that's and really that's the martial arts way. I mean, you're you're trying to hone and sharpen yourself as, as a proper tool. Like even you look at the samurai times, right? Whether they went up from peasantry, they would end up learning, you know, how to do everything. Calligraphy, they would learn to, you know, swordsmanship, and they would climb the ranks. They would try to constantly educate themselves, try to be better. And, you know, I think that's a big thing kind of missing in the game too nowadays is a lot of people aren't trying to do that. And for you to be that young and have that kind of perspective on where, where you want to go. And I'm sorry for the random noise real quick. I have a Doby, a Doberman who's just, she's a puppy. And she's All three of us trying to get her down <laughs> once while we're talking. Oh, she's just on it. 
No, but, uh, you know, for you to be that young, especially in this day and age, and have that kind of perspective and outlook on life, that's huge, man. And, you know, anything you do, it, it can be a forklift job somewhere. I mean, you can make the best of that thing and live your life and do the right well, thing. Yeah, well, even Nick right here, he's working night shifts at his job. So that's, yeah. you know, that's another thing that, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But at the same time, to have that commitment and 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 constant will to, to do something you like that. That takes a lot out of you. Yeah, yeah, it takes a lot out of you, but you, you bring it every day. I know yeah. you go to kickboxing in the mornings and I don't know how much sleep you get. I don't know how <laughs> yeah, you do it, yeah, but... My sleep schedule is everywhere. It's, yeah, it, yeah, I can yeah. tell that. Obviously, we texting each other like 2 a.m. planning yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm still at work, But your average person would look at that that and, and would just right away say, not for me. I, yeah. I can't do it because mm-hmm. I got this job in the morning. I don't have it in me to. I need the sleep's more important. This is more important than that. Yeah. People pick out what what's more important to them, but you know, with you, yeah, no one would pick two things that are very difficult to do and, and would say, oh, once I'm done with this, I'll do what I love, which is another thing that is okay. on on someone's average person's list. I would say, well, that's a little too much for me. So it's. It's definitely, I would say, you got a lot in you to, to, yeah. to be doing something like that. that. That takes a lot. You guys got a lot of discipline. I, you know, I told you both when you guys came, um, what I kind of wanted if I was going to deal with fighters, and the discipline you have to, like I said, sharpen your tools, but also stick to your goals. You know, like you know Nick here. Like I said, he's a grinder. He's we're together two, three times a day sometimes, and it shows in the movement, but also just, I mean. You could tell, like, you, you have that work ethic. Yeah. You know what I mean? You both have, like, a really good work ethic. And your parents, both both your guys' parents are great people. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're yeah. awesome people. Um, total Fight Challenge, right? That's where you guys are fighting. Coming mm-hmm. up next Beth this uh, Friday, right? We got weigh-ins Thursday. Yeah. What do you guys are at with weights? We're about uh, waking up at about, like, 137, 130, 139, 140 at okay. the most. Yeah, so... Uh, Getting down to 135 is going to be really easy for me. So, Where were you yeah. at, Ryan? Walking 134. Yeah, like I said, after after running, it's it's always tanking low from dropping all that water. I was 130 this morning, but if I was 130 then, yeah, without a doubt, 125 shouldn't be a problem. That's a lot of running. Get to stand over my opponent at 125. <laughs> I'm fighting this guy? <laughs> this dude's tall. Yeah. And man, you guys are you guys got a good density too. You guys got a good build for that class, uh-huh. for your guys' weight class yeah. and for your style, mm-hmm, you know. So sure. and it's cool too because like you know you guys get to go on to the same card. You get to represent. You guys are not far from home. Um, Joe Goitia Total Fight Challenge, um, Bedford Park. That's going to be a great event. That's April fifth coming up. Uh, doors open. I believe it's six. The event starts about seven thirty. Yeah, yeah. For uh, new path members and Bang Muay Time members and Ten Pine members that are out here, make sure you guys uh, get there a little bit early. There's gonna be a few sections and stuff. I mean, you guys have sold a lot of tickets too. Yeah. You guys have been yeah. crushing. Mm-hmm. You should have uh, quite a bit of guys there. It should be a fun event. Um, what do you did? You changed. Uh, you changed some of your diet up too, right, Nick? Yeah, I really just uh, and. With my late night schedule, it's hard for me to, you know, when I get home, you know, two, three in the morning and I haven't eaten, it's like, you know, I want to eat anything I could see, but I uh, stayed away from that, all that, stayed away from just, you know, just eating when I'm bored or, you know, not doing anything. And, I, and then I've just kind of just made myself a little plan, just kind of been eating the same, you know, just the same stuff for like a month, month and a half. And I mean, just working hard and changing up my diet, just, I, I think I started, I was like one, 150, 
148. About. Yeah, you were a little heftier. Yeah, when I was like 148, RC. 150. Yeah, yeah. And definitely then, thinned uh, out. Definitely. Just doing that just just helped. No, yeah, my, and I mean, I'm not even really cutting or you know doing anything to cut. I'm just changing my diet and working hard. So. And man, you're not neither one of you are losing energy levels. No, not at all. So it's gonna yeah. be pretty good. Yeah, yeah we're, we're sparring. I mean, it's, of course, back then you th- you throw the little kick. I can tell you were tired. You dropped the oh, guard. Yeah. But even today, uh-huh. I'm just hitting you. And I'm like, why didn't this guy fall? <laughs> He's like, you're definitely moving around a lot more. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not that you didn't move around a lot, lot then, yeah. but yeah, I could tell a you're lot. definitely yeah. picking up that pace. Yeah, for sure, hundred so, percent. Not fooling anyone in the gym. Nah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting, man. Nah, man. It, it's really neat too because you guys have honed the process and now all we got to do is just kind of like go in there, go through the flow, get in your groove, in your mindset. The same thing we did in your first fight. You know, yeah. like you cracked on pads, you were warm, you were in the mindset. Um, something we talk about a lot here at our academy is not just hitting pads, you know, a bunch of one, two, you know, mm-hmm. two, three. You know, you, you talk about thought process on why you're doing what you're doing and that's why uh the bang Muay Thai system has been man it's been killer professor Dwayne Ludwig has done tons with that system and uh breaking down how to kickbox and then you add that on to you know me and Dan Allstott there um our traditional martial arts background coming karate and, and taekwondo and man the way you guys are moving is intense you know what I mean you guys are mixing that perfect blend up and you're, you're throwing that Dutch style in there when you need to, and then you're moving when you need to for karate. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to watch you, especially uh, Nick. You know, it's always nervous to go out with, like, a first, first, first guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, but... You don't know what to expect when you're yeah, in a cage, yeah. and a new guy that you've never seen fight before is just yep. coming out. And yeah. But we've thrown at you. Me and yeah. Dan, bro, we've come yeah. after both of you, and, yeah. man, you guys are on it. Yeah, you know? so yeah I'm ready. All you got to do is bite down, stay focused, and, you know... It's it's a few minutes that you have to really yep. worry about what's going on in front of you, and it's you know speed chess, you know. Yeah, I remember you said don't make stuff happen that hasn't happened yet, and that yeah. kind of just stuck with me. So yeah, I think that's you know if you come up with a good process of like defense, we work a lot of defense yeah. here. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So a lot of um, slipping, rolling, moving. That's what we've seen a lot in Ryan's fight. That's mm-hmm. why you were like in that oh, yeah. dude's pocket, in that dude's yeah. pocket, and that dude's barely touching you and shit, and. A lot of that is the repetitive process that we've been going through over and over and over. Defend and counter, cause an action to get a reaction, but then have a follow-up action. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And uh, if you look at uh, Max, Max Holloway in the UFC, he actually did that very good to not only Aldo, but even um, Ortega. Oh, yeah. He would shift up his like speed rate, you know, and he would also change up his timing rate, yeah. what he was delivering per round. And, you know, and being able to change that and fluctuate that thought process is huge mm-hmm. in a fight. And both of you guys do that. Yeah. You know, you, you can change up your speed patterns. You can change up how you're hitting your timing signatures. Yeah, but then you still a, have yeah. your basics. Yeah, it's not just a chess game. You know, just, just going back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> it's a speedy Checkers. chess game. Instead, yeah. of, instead of 10 seconds, you get, like, point ten seconds <laughs> if someone's fist is coming at you. Yeah, so. And then TFC is a good event. Joe's been around forever. You know, he gets you guys a good one on the mat. And man, like, ooh, kickboxing, kickboxing is going to get big. And I think that more people that do it efficiently that actually try to um, be good kickboxers and not just spar all the time and have, you know, somewhat okay defense and offense, but they're mainly just tough. I think you see a lot of that, but now you're starting to get a lot more technical guys. You know, Mm -hmm. and I think that 
with YouTube, we've kind of been building everything around just YouTube fight. Yeah. So you either partner with yourselves, or you have a very few uh, set of group of guys that are your guys' size, and they get you know, and that that's gonna go a long way down in a year. Yeah. You guys are smashing. Very interesting, man. What'd you guys think of the one fight card? Man, I didn't really watch all of it, but I've seen some highlights and the. I don't. I just like how they fight over there. I don't know, man. I like the the Muay Thai, the kickboxing. You know, they got all that. They do it with the four ounce gloves. I need to start watching. Yeah, I need to start watching that more. I'm not trying to sound like a Debbie Downer or anything, but I just don't like the Muay Thai style with one championship. Well, like I said, I feel like when I see a, a Muay Thai fighter, it's just the same thing. It's just repetition after repetition. There's no really a sequence of of events that that people pick up on or anything. It's just what can I take? What can I throw back? Of course, it's very good reaction time, and they're, they're very good specialists at what they do, and that's the repetitions and power and flow through what they. The punches and kicks that they do, but of course it's a, it's a different kind of game, so that's, that's yeah. what I would expect. Well, I think that's uh, two though. Is one's got an interesting mix in there too, because you're getting a lot of you, you know a lot of the fighters are Asian as well, so you're getting a lot of the karate guys, uh-huh. not just the Thai guys that are in there, and then you're getting a lot of different types of kickboxers and stuff in there, and it's huge with the four ounce gloves. I mean, it changes it changes the whole striking. Oh, that is, yeah, right? it's very different. Even uh, bare knuckle boxing, you look at what's going on with that right now, and like I came from a Kempo background, and even in Taekwondo when I started, we barely had these like little hand things that went through your knuckles and stuff, and it was like a forearm guard, you know, it was white, and you had this little uh, piece that comes through your knuckles, but it wasn't really very thick at all, neither were the shin pads, you know, and um, so you would be able to lace people in karate and Kempo, I mean, I I never really, we never used gloves, we never used boxing gloves, and um, so you would learn to hit. And, you know, and I wonder that too. So, you know, a lot of times people, are, they'll start their whole career with just a boxing glove on. So they're not really learning how to turn the knuckles over, how to drive all that over, right? And then when you look at bare knuckle boxing, you're seeing that. And I remember, I think it was Bobby going on a video and he was just kind of breaking down the difference in, you know, how you would hit somebody in the body with a glove on versus no glove on. And they were talking about just that little bitty turn. You know, you turn the knuckle over just that little bit, right? And it all goes a long way. And you look at what they're doing now in one with the forms. I want to say uh, one wasn't the first ones that were doing that. But if you look at the service striking area, and I don't think they can clench in one, it, it changes things. It kind of changes it, and it's a different speed, too. It's a little bit different. I just think they, I don't think they clench, though, right? One? No. Might be wrong with that. <laughs> no. I mean... If they could clench, I mean, with the elbows that Muay Thai people already throw, yeah. I couldn't imagine how much damage they'd be doing clenching. Although in the UFC, MMA, they're already doing that kind of stuff, yeah. knees to the head, elbows, so. The ties are really, they, they're really good at the clench game. It makes you wonder, a lot of those Thai guys take crazy hits. How, how they could withstand all and that stuff so, yeah, so yeah. much. Their durability and the directity with their, with their jaws are just they got crazy. Like it takes so many hits. I know, yeah. Yeah, it's cool, man. And uh, man, I was surprised by Eddie Eddie Alvarez's performance. Yeah, I kind of really yeah. thought that that would go better. I, man, you know, it kind of some we talk about a lot is not taking damage, still engaging. Don't not engage, but um, I don't think you have to get your ass kicked to, in yeah. sparring to like be a good fighter, and that shit adds up. Not you know, on top of him already being in some epic, epic wars, epic mm-hmm. stand-up wars. He's had quite a career, too. Quite a career, right? 
And, uh, Surprised me enough that he was even in this <laughs> organization. I didn't even know it until I saw the fight. I was like, is that the same guy? That's Eddie Alvarez, right? <laughs> I, had to, I had to do some research, but... And that dude's on slouch that he fought. The dude doesn't suck. One's actually got some really, really, uh, really talented dudes out there. Demetrius doing what Demetrius does. He's such a beast. Yeah, he's so good. I'm surprised that the UFC really let him go like that. I mean, I know he kind of had that run, and he's just been the top guy for a while, and it was it was normal to see a guy like him win so many times, but one loss just like that, and he was gone. That surprised me. I don't know if there was any background to that. Uh, well, I know a lot of it. I think too was Matt Hume, his coach, has oh, a lot of involvement okay. in there. Like I know he doesn't uh, he doesn't coach him in his event. So, but it, it but it's also too like think of the level difference now. You know, uh, J- Japan's already building up a huge level. China's building up a huge market out there, and they need a dude like him. They need someone to come in there like that. If he if he can do that in one, you know, like he did in the UFC, and he may not be able to, you know. Yeah. But we'll find out. Yeah. But if he gets into that and he starts smashing dudes all through there, it's gonna up that level. It's gonna have to. You're gonna have to step that game up. Now the crazier thing is is so uh, Suhudo and Moraes. That's crazy because I think, I think Reyes is gonna win that one. Man, yeah. Ah, man. I you can't know, count I don't know because yeah, like. You know, it's interesting. If Cejudo picks him off, yeah. to ha- you know, to have taken out uh, the guys that he's taking out, oh my God! Like, yeah. You know, how do you dispute that, dude? Yeah, you know? seriously. But Moraes is a beast. <laughs> he is a savage. Didn't he, he just fought too, like a card or two ago? Yeah. Yeah, he's a savage. What card is I can't remember. But that'll be that'll be good. I wish I could enjoy watching fights like you guys do. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love watching fights and I love fighting. But I feel the same way with a lot of sports. I could I could play football, I could play golf, but I can't <laughs> watch it. <laughs> I just can't. Yeah. Fighting is one of those things where I'm watching it. It's easier to, to watch it on the screen than to actually do it. It's a whole new game. Yeah. Actually setting, setting foot in that cage and, and being there. But it's just a whole whole different thing to me when you're doing it it's I, I get so much more enjoyment out of it and watching How? myself fight and, and seeing that instead of watching other people watching other people make me feel like I have to set some kind of standard above that yeah and I could be doing something right now which is weird because when I am playing video games it's oh I could do this for 10 more hours <laughs> it's so weird but how much different was it to you when you were actually in there and everything was in motion because I mean it goes it'll go quick from the moment you actually step in, and then it's like, you ready, you ready, you know, and go. And then, like... I think going into this whole entire camp and in, in the training, into the fight, I didn't know if this is what I wanted to do. I was questioning a lot of things. I had a lot of things going through my mind. But it was when I took my first step into that cage, I knew that this sport was for me because I've been through so many sports. I've played basketball, you know, I've done martial arts and, and soccer and baseball, you name it. I've probably been in it when I was a child. And I've always had, you know, butterflies and aches and just thought about when am I going up to bat next? Oh, I'm done. Okay, poof. Or all the balls coming at me. I'm the goalie. What's going to happen? I'm shaking. I've always been nervous. I've never really been the one to step up to the plate. But with fighting, I just stepped up and it was no fear. It was just I knew I was confident enough and I loved it enough to, to know that um, that this was, this was for me. I think I realized that when I stepped in. And once, once the fight was over, which... A lot of people were surprised that I won. I remember looking in the video and some guys were like, what, that kid won? I was like, oh, you little, I could find you. <laughs> what do you mean I almost won? But I knew from, from that fight, 
I, I didn't care about the crowds like I used to. I didn't care about the other guy across from me. I just know that it was it was my time. I think it shocked a lot of people. Only because the, the kid you fought was a pretty stout little dude. Yeah. You know, and he Stocky came from, from what I understood, size. a decent camp. And uh, Frank fights, they put on a pretty good card, man. I like it. It's a little far for for uh, a lot of uh, a lot of guys to get to because it's like way in Indianapolis. Yeah, we have no water in you, and, and it's a long car ride. It's, it's not the best, not the funnest. <laughs> I'll be honest. I wish they would do it out here a little bit more for their event because oh, their yeah. event's pretty dope, and those guys are pretty good people. So they got man. like kids fighting yeah. in their first cars. These kids were just hammering each other. It's like, geez, when I was that age, I was like, my brother would slap me and cry. These kids <laughs> are taking full kicks, full punches. Just smashing. Some of the ones we got are pretty nasty. Oh like, yeah, we, yeah. They're little tough asses. Yeah. Shout out to little Rachel, little Tyson. What is he, like seven or eight? Yeah, She's not scared like, to hit me. Not scared at all. Not scared. Nah, no, it's cool, man. It's it's going to be exciting. And um, let's see. So we also got, um, who else? Miguel fighting. Yeah, Miguel's fighting. May, May 20th. Um, yeah. May 20th. No. Was it May 20th? May 17th, I think. Is it 17th? Yeah, because uh, he'll be fighting out in Washington. So yeah, because I just got done talking to him about about meal prepping and, and when to worry about meal and eating and how much of quantities and what time. And I've, been, I've just been telling him about all these things just, just before this podcast when we were at the gym. So he, he, he was telling me around May he was getting ready. And yeah, he's about three folks. Doing not to do, yeah. yeah he's been we'll get him ready. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get him ready. There's so many things to check off and really you just try to build a solid foundation in the beginning. If you could take a solid foundation, you know, know what a jab is, when you know it needs to be called, know what a cross is, know how to sprawl, you know, those kinds of things. And that's really what we've been working a lot with him. Uh, even with Dylan, Dylan's been smashing too. Training oh, yeah. hard and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Kid hits like a like a brick. Yeah. It's hard. It's cool man. to see at our gym that not one person is really the same or brings out the same. It's it's a new it's a new a new piece yeah. in, in every and every board, it's it's really cool to see that, like you said, with with Dylan, he's got his explosiveness and comes at you when he wants to, and, and or if he sees you react, you know. But every, everyone's got their own piece. Whereas JJ's got a very relaxed tone style. And he'll hit you with the jab when you thought he was gonna kick you, and you're like, yeah. "What the heck?" And then he blitzes you. Out yeah, of then I know you're like, "Oh, you can stop now, man. You can split." And, and then to Nick, who circles me about three times and kicks me from the back and then punches me from the front. It's, everyone's got their own style, but it's cool to see that because you can learn from every single person's style and yeah, sure. be immune to all of that when, when the time comes to say, oh, this person fights like this. Well, I remember when I sparred with a guy like this. So Yeah. And that is interesting because um, that's been commented to me by my friends that come in and they'll watch, uh, they'll watch guys train or they'll spar with guys. They're like, man, a lot of them do the same thing, but they're all approaching it different. Kind of like even with the 10 Planet stuff, a lot of the guys, they'll attack certain types of game depending on their body style. You know, we have yeah. guys that play more leg locks, guys that are actually more into the rubber guard, a lot of guys that are playing top-heavy stuff that are passing hard, playing trucks and twisters and stuff. And uh, it really is, man. It's, it's one of those things where if you can get your acuity up and learn what the, ba- the basics of the game are and then learn how to get around that and see what kind of... Uh, Differences that you have in you to play it, and and then formulate your game, and they just test it over and over and over and over, and then tweak it. If it uh, fails you, tweak it. If it fails you, and then it gets better. And you just keep going through that process. And that's kind of what makes it fun. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing the same boring ass stuff, and you're still like progressing or learning little tips and making things better, but still not just picking something up and putting it down, like learning fifty techniques you'll never learn. Um, honing your craft and trying to have a better understanding of your craft a, uh, a higher 
acuity for your craft. Like, that's huge, man. And again, I think it goes into being a martial artist as opposed to being a fighter. You know, some fighters, they'll quit or they'll they'll take fights and they'll take breaks. And it's kind of like, yeah. damn, you know, you really shouldn't even when the fight goes well. You know, you would think, oh, I got to keep sharpening this tool. Okay, you're better. It's and I think that's why I love this sport so much. And to some people who don't see the sport, it's, it upsets me. But it's, it, it, it's more than just punching and kicking. And I try to drill that through some people's heads sometimes who got thick skulls and just don't really like to... Oh, well, you're just punching and kicking each other. You're gonna be stupid. No, it, it it is a real mind game in there. You use a lot more of your brain than you really think, and you got to use it in a split second because it's all going on right there. And mm-hmm. that's what I've also known is is the people that just throw punching kicks. But like how you taught us uh, through the Bang Muay Thai system is it's not really just the kick, but it's where you throw it, it's how you throw it, yeah. it's what you're trying to get out of that, it's what's coming after that kick or punch or whatever it is you're throwing. It's it's really more than just a a punch kick game. It's it's a lot of it is very time oriented and um it, it it's a very well well based system that I, that that's why I think I've I've grown so much on the system and, and grown to love the sport itself. You did a lot too. You did a lot of stuff out of the out of the system when you were in your last fight. Shaking <laughs> yeah. and There's a little bit of everything. <laughs> but it's but it shows and I mean that's that's what you want. You know, you don't want to go out and have a shitty performance in the sense of like, all right, you know, it's just flattening around. It's like, all right, if you fail, fail because you still were doing well in the things you were doing and the dude got you, you know. But it's going to be cool, man. I I think you two are going to go very far. I think you two are going to get very, very far in this. And um, shit, maybe one day be coaching and smashing and stuff like that. Um, I know we're all planning a trip out too to uh, Professor Ludwig's out to Colorado. So I'm, I'm getting excited for that trip. Um, go out there and see the professor, hang out there. Um, anybody that's looking into the Bang Muay Thai system, you can go to bangmuaythai.com, check out his stuff. And um, we have tickets also for these guys' fights, you know, coming up. We're, what, we're like five days out, four days out? Yeah, yeah. four days till Wednesday. Perfect, man. Um, all right, well, we're kind of running out on time because we know we got to get you guys Hit that sauna. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Anything you guys want to say to uh, the new PATH members before you guys go out to war? Yeah, right. cutting weight sucks. <laughs> but it's all worth it at the end. You're not cutting that much. Right. It's not that bad, No, right? like I said, it's all mental. But at the end of the day, you know you're, you're doing it because you, you love it. What about you, know you Nick? Man, uh, they all, everybody there just really helped us, you know, and pushed us and really just, you know, kept the pace up. And, and I mean, everybody's just helping and, you know, doing what, you know, and what they do so Team's I'm yeah I'm excited awesome alright well hey man thank you guys for being on this um, we're just getting this podcast really rocking like I said this podcast is designed not only for our members but what we're trying to do with the uh, martial arts community as well I do have quite a bit of people coming on soon um, a bunch of bunch of karate OG's um, coming on I got Master Bill Birch uh, who helped a lot of the karate out in this area get built up I've got Master Converse coming on. Um, I'm in talks with several others, um, Kirby Barker and a few other OGs, Jerry Peddington. And uh, it's going to be fun, man. And if you go out, check out newpathmartialartsacademy.com. If you guys want, you can find our podcast. You can find our schedule. Um, these guys will be fighting, so you can stay tuned to the Bang Muay Thai page on Facebook. We'll have that fight going and stuff. And then uh, you guys will have pages. You guys got any kind of Instagrams or anything you want to shout out? Your, your Facebook pages at all? Uh, yeah. Uh, Rye underscore the golden underscore lie, which is uh, it's going to be my name is Ryan the Golden Lion Dodge. That's what I want my uh, my name to be. But 
it's got some meaning behind that, which I'll share probably uh, in the future. Perfect. I'm not ready to share it yet, but it's got some meaning towards it. I want my career to build on that. But for now on, yeah, that's my Instagram. So if you guys want to check that out, it's, it's open. I normally got tickets and uh, catching up with, with different kickboxing dates and, and times and just catch up with, with my uh, career in this. So. Perfect. What about you, my man? Uh, my Instagram is Nick Cazone. 14, I believe. Is 14. it? Is it? One, two, fourteen. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, of them. One, yeah four, I got a few of them. I forgot my password on a few, but no need to do the best. Yeah, fourteen. I uh, I plan on getting on the social media more, so uh, definitely uh, some stuff to see coming on that. So perfect. If for anybody wanting to uh, know about New Path Martial Arts, and uh, we'll also be um, launching our New Path Kempo Karate system. I'm doing uh, a teachable thing. And I'll be launching small little modules and stuff like that as I put the system out. Um, me, Master Dave, and a few others. I'm very happy to put out the New Path Kempo system. It's my thought process going off onto uh, karate for not only self-defense, but um, also for different type of sport application. MMA, kickboxing, um, as well as the things that I've learned over the years with Bang Muay Thai and uh, different striking aspects. So check out that you can go to new path martial arts facebook page to follow all our muay thai guys you can go to bang muay thai joliet um facebook page and for the, all the guys killing it for the 10th planet system the 10th planet joliet page is awesome so let's get it in support bang muay thai support 10th planet shout out to master eddie bravo shout out to professor Dwayne ludwig and the boss root and aspired bang muay thai let's Couldn't go out with any better. this weekend right <laughs> yeah sounds about good awesome guys right. let's have fun this weekend yeah yeah